Season 2, Episode 8, Pattern Mixing. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. I've always envied those girls who are able to pair unexpected pieces together flawlessly. Today, we are going to teach you some of the basics behind pattern mixing, and then you too will be able to pair unexpected pieces without second guessing yourself. I think a lot of people are scared of pattern mixing because they're afraid they're going to make a wrong choice and it's going to look bad. So this is something that we've been really excited to talk about because we both, Jacqueline and I, both coming at this kind of how we always do from two different angles, mine from the more interior decorator side, Jacqueline more the fashion, and we have different backgrounds and what taught us those pattern mixing skills. I've been quilting since I was like 10 or 11, and with quilts, you always have a whole lot of different patterns, and so you learn what goes, what doesn't, and you kind of get that eye just from trial and error. Jacqueline, where's your, where are you coming from? So where I'm coming from with pattern mixing is when I worked at a boutique all through college, the owner of the boutique was not, she didn't have a background in fashion or retail, but her background was in architecture and she also had some sort of interior design license as well. So our store was so cool looking. I mean, we people would walk in and say, oh my gosh, this feels like a smaller version of anthropology. It was awesome. And it was really loud. She liked to call it a jewelry box because it was so small. But we had a lot going on, but it all seemed to work together. And we kind of used those same lessons and tips for pairing outfits as well. And then I have other retail experience too. So I came in with some sort of knowledge base, but it was all fashion. But it just flows so well into interior design, as does everything that we seem to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, which is that's why it's always so interesting to me, because we've said this before. We don't really talk too much about what we're individually going to talk about so that it's more of a conversation. And almost every single time we talk about things like, you know, pattern mixing and defining your style, we both tend to come at it from different sides. You with the fashion and me more with the interior design. And I just think that's funny. Yeah, it is very interesting. But that's sort of how my style is. And then my style kind of like omits from my closet whereas like your style might like creep you know your linens yeah, I creep like, into it. That, yeah yeah you creep into the closet and you I mean you sew your some of your own clothes too so I do um, I wore one of those pieces today it's like I wore a herringbone vest that it's pretty much the only piece of clothing I've made that I wear in public <laughs> <laughs> no I like that dress you made a pretty dress too this subject a lot of people in our Facebook group the millennial homemakers if you are not joining or if you have not joined our community over there, then you are missing out because a lot of listeners who have very similar tastes that we do just in homemaking, interior design, cooking, etc., are in that group and they are all super excited for this episode. As am I, because it's one of my favorite topics. So mine too. <laughs> okay, so without further ado, we can start talking. And for me, the best way to start with pattern mixing is to understand that every single print, no matter what it is, falls into four categories. As far as I'm concerned, and Jackie, you may have a different opinion on this, but okay. as far as I'm concerned, the four patterns are stripes, polka dots, florals, and geometric, and that's it. I agree. 
I agree and, 100%. Yeah, and people try to overcomplicate it, and they'll put, like, animal prints in another category, and I say no. And then the secondary category that I have, so they all fall into that one category, and then it also falls into this category, and that is a big print or a small print. Yep. That is, I agree 100%. And going back to the animal prints, because to me, every animal print is either going to be some sort of stripe, some sort of dot, or some sort of geometric. It's just not as clean cut necessarily as those others. Exactly. Just like, um, I know people probably listen to those categories and they're thinking like what about plaid houndstooth damask and i don't know if that's how you say that word is it damask i I don't know i think so Um, that's how i've always said it (laughs) okay animal prints etc but they seriously they all fall into the categories like plaids or stripes houndstooth and herringbone i would also consider stripes sometimes they can be geometric just depending on how like digital yes it is to me geometric is very like digital it's very linear Mm -hmm. um but it's not a stripe and then Cheetah and cow print, which those are animal prints, but they're definitely polka dots. Like, right. you treat them like polka dots. Same thing with tiger and zebra. You treat them like, like stripes. stripes. Yes. Yeah. And then damask can either be floral or geometric, really depending. To, when I say floral, and I'm sure, Jackie, you probably agree with this, it's like paisleys are floral. Mm-hmm. You know, anything like flowy, circular. It's, that yeah, it is, doesn't have to be strict flowers. Right. And, but sometimes, like, if you have small patterns that are in a, like, polka dot pattern, you know, like, really small ones, that would be a polka dot. So, when I say floral, I don't mean flowers. It's, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, organic kind of a print. Yeah. Hey, it's Jacqueline here, and I am about to break, I don't know what they call it when acting, like, the third wall. But as I'm going through and editing this, I'm realizing that we did not say the categories after the initial time we said it. And just in case not everybody was paying close attention, the four patterns that we are going to classify every single pattern into are one, stripes, two, florals, three, polka dots, and four, geometric. The categories are also available in our show notes, but I just wanted to make sure that nobody missed them if they wanted them. Now back to my conversation with Jackie. Now, do you have any other sort of categories or any advice going off of? No, I would say, you know, those are the main categories. And there's every now and then there's like an off the wall pattern um, that might not at first glance seem to fit in those. But if you take a step back and you look at where your eye hits first in that pattern, you can usually place it in one of those categories. Yeah, I agree. And definitely, like, if you look at the background, too, and kind of follow, like, how the background goes around the shape, the background might start to form a line. Or it might show, you know, if you step back, then you might realize that it's a polka dot, you know? So the only time that I've seen a pattern that didn't necessarily fall into one of these categories, but I would probably treat it like a floral, is... And it's very hot in the South, like it's like very popular in the South, is to have prints with like a lot of animals on them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like my mom has uh, curtains in her living room and they have pheasants and stuff. But I treat that as a floral just because it has a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And unless it's super linear, then it would be a geometric. But if it's just kind of all flowing together, then I would treat it as a floral. I don't know about you. That's I usually do too. There's there's one print I'm thinking of that I cannot figure out where to put it. And it's 
it's in a Christmas quilt I made. Well, I started to make a couple years ago. I still have to finish it. But <laughs> the, and the main block is dogs and Santa hats. Okay. But they're just like, there's no background as far as I can remember. I'll have to dig it out. But it's just like layered dogs on top of each other. So I'd have to step back because that might just be a category of its own. And I would never decorate with something like that on yeah, a regular I would basis say, anyway. It sounds kind of floral because to me, floral is like flowy lines, like asymmetrical. Yeah. And a lot of times they're, I don't want to say busy because busy sometimes has a bad connotation, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong with busy in like a single print, you know, if it's done right. right. Yeah. But yeah, floral tends to be the busier. Okay, so since I got to say the categories, um, and we haven't talked about this, so I don't know if your pairings are the same, but I will let you uh, kick off pairings if you have any. Do you have any, like, tried and true pairings that you always do? I don't know if I have specific pairings, but I guess okay. I'll talk more the way I start. With yeah, 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 yeah. Start, like, your... So usually when I do a room, with, you know, if I'm because like I said, I'm taking this more the interior de- decorator side of it. When I'm starting to find patterns for a room, I'll fall in love with one print. And then uh, depending on what that is, is where I'll look for my next print. So if right now my absolute favorite pattern is a buffalo check. And so, I was about to say, I was like, Jackie likes the buffalo. Um, I'm wearing it right now, guys. Um, but so that's my favorite. So depending on what type of buffalo check um it's always going to be navy and white because that's just what my house is but if it's a small buffalo check then my next pattern i'm going to look for something bigger maybe something more floral with not as crisp lines so you always want to go opposite so if it's a small buffalo check a larger floral Um, if it's a large buffalo check i want to do something not very busy something a little smaller Um, maybe you know a polka dot or not a stripe because buffalo is a stripe maybe something more geometric that's just a little smaller um, to complement it. So I have like stricter rules than that because mine is, well, and usually it does start with me falling in love with one print or I just happen to own yeah. a, you know, for me, because a, a lot of what I think of with pattern mixing is clothing. So let's say um, I have a vest, you know, like a cheetah vest or whatever, and then I'll like pair my outfit from there. So some tried and true combos are stripes and polka dots, mm-hmm. florals and stripes, polka dots and florals, geometric and stripes, and then geometric and polka dots. So those are like the, and we'll put them in the show notes. And Jackie, we also, we talked about making guides. Like we really need to do a pattern mixing guide. I think so too. Um, and so those are like my combos that I use. So the thing that you will not hear me say is geometric and florals. And now sometimes you could, but to me, that's when it gets loud and really busy. Especially, so, yeah, because a lot of geometrics are almost paired, almost toned down florals, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be too much clashing. They'd both be like vying for that attention and you want one pattern to really stick out and other ones to flow right into it right so those are my like tried and true and then just like you said with the big and small print is then going off of that so once you have the you know two in each of those different categories is having one in a big print and then one in a small print together and that is like the easiest way 
to find the perfect pairing is to do one of those combos and we'll have them written down but again because i'm sure people probably want to hear it again is stripes and polka dots florals and stripes polka dots and florals geometrics and stripes and geometric and polka dots and now i know those are like strict (laughs) well i'm thinking about it and i I feel like I might follow those without meaning to. And I think one of the reasons I'm not as strict is because I've been quilting for so long where sometimes I have, you know, five or seven different patterns in one quilt. And so it's harder to follow Mm -hmm. such strict guidelines. And that's kind of creeped into where I'm more willing to maybe take some risks um, or to play a little bit more to... Your eye is probably trained because... That's all that printing is. Right. Is, is, I mean, not printing. That's all that quilting Quilting is. is. Right, is pattern mixing. Yes, is pattern mixing. So versus with outfits, you can do a whole neutral outfit and then like one pattern. But Mm -hmm. very rarely, it it does get into a risky category when you start throwing more than one in. So, um, and then going after that for three prints to me the easiest way is to double up in one category Mm -hmm. so let's go to stripes and polka dots if you did a stripe and then you did a plaid which is still a stripe and then you did a polka dot but then you made sure that one stripe was big and one stripe was small does that make sense it does so and yeah that's exactly what i'm doing in my living room right now (laughs) yeah you double up on one of the categories that i listed before and then you just do one small and one big and then that to me that's like the easiest to add a third to the party and menage a trois (laughs) and if you're really concerned about adding a third don't discount solids like adding you know having one of those pairings and then adding in a solid it's clean it's crisp um it's easy you don't have to worry about having too many contrasting patterns because you're just adding a solid color and one thing besides a solid is to have like the best thing for if you're doing three patterns because then it can get really crazy is to try to be like monochromatic Mm -hmm. and keep the third pattern to be very very neutral Mm -hmm. so you know that would be your buffalo blue and white check that to me that's neutral especially if it's a navy which or cheetah because i think cheetah is a neutral yeah except for i'm trying to think if there are any um, animal prints that I don't necessarily consider not a neutral. Um, that sentence didn't really make sense, but just, unless it was like a f- weird color, right? But like I if think it's not a natural yeah. animal print color. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm I'm laughing because in my clothes when I'm doing patterns, I tend to mix some color in there. But mm-hmm. but in my house, I'm very monochromatic in my pattern mixing. I very rarely, you know, a room's either navy and white and different variants of that in the patterns or it's cream and navy or tan and navy just depending on what I'm doing in that room. But I very rarely add multiple colors because I think it can get really crazy and it doesn't match my style. So I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, in my house, I really don't have a lot of pattern mixing going on I mean I do have the uh cowhide rug Mm -hmm. and then on my couch I have a floral pillow Mm -hmm. so I guess that's mixing and that's just a you know polka dot and uh floral and then I used to have and oh this is interesting is I used to have a um 
very, I would say, striped pillow with that. So it was polka dot, floral pillow, striped pillow. So it was the three. And that's my favorite for um, if you're not going to just double up is that that's my favorite combo is stripe, polka dot, and floral. Um, if you're going to do three, because to me, I, I don't think I would use a geometric in three. Um, I would do stripe, polka dot, and floral. And what I like about that is because stripes are very, very crisp lines to, to me. And then, you know, mm-hmm. polka dots is a little more flowy. And then the florals are very flowy and very organic. And so it's kind of going down from starting with, you know, strict and clean and kind of going mm-hmm. to more natural as you yeah. go down the line. That makes sense. Um, but I, you know, and I agree with Jackie, especially permanent things to kind of be more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, throw pillows is where you can really add to the party. And I would say like, you know, have your curtains or whatever takes a lot of space in your room in the rug or I don't know, tap tapestry. I don't know what kind of prints you would have. Uh, wall prints you know have those all kind of match and then have the throw pillows like interchangeable yeah and that's a great throw pillows are a great place to start if you are scared about pattern mixing um, because you can get some really inexpensive uh, pillow covers and that way you know if it turns out oh this looks really awful you didn't waste a lot of money you know you can maybe find a different use for those but you get to experiment and see what your favorite pattern mixing formula is because it might be different um it might be a little out there and then you put it together and you're just amazed how good it looks and one thing yeah one thing for both geometric and florals is usually those prints don't take up all the blank space Mm -hmm. so pay attention to the color in the background so let's say you have pretty pink flowers on a navy background and then you have a plaid with a very like dark navy background those are going to go good together because they both have that dark background and even though the plaid and the floral might not be the same color as long as they go together they're going to be tied together by the navy background and the same thing for like you went like a light background so like a blush background with a blush plaid you know so pay attention to not just like the first thing that catches your eye actually go deeper into the layers of Mm -hmm. the print if that makes sense sorry if that's too technical (laughs) also i would say when you find that pattern that you just love you cannot live without it in your living room or your bedroom get it and what you know whatever you want it in whether it's pillow or your bedspread and then when you go to look for other patterns bring it with you I mean obviously you don't want to bring your home whole comforter but if it's a bed set you know it might have come with some shams or something bring that with you so you can you know put it down and compare and look in the store and see what you like Mm -hmm. so that you don't you're not trying to guess and then you get home and find out oh well I thought this coral was more pink and so I bought this one and it turns out this coral is more orange and it looks awful there's you're not guessing you can see it right there and um going off of that too is like you said earlier about not being afraid to having neutrals is a way to still kind of get the same type of feeling as pattern mixing with a neutral is if the neutral is nice and textured. So Mm -hmm. if you feel like that one print is like way too loud, but you still want to kind of spice it up a little bit, like a tweed, Mm -hmm. for instance, I wouldn't say it's a pattern. It's just like a texture. So, or like a suede or velvet, you know, like, so don't, don't be afraid of neutrals and definitely use neutrals, especially in outfits because 
you can look loud and it's unprofessional i will say is if you mix patterns to a like really really loud extent then it does look a little bit unprofessional absolutely if you have like a super like work you know office like high heels type job because i mean when you go to work you don't you don't want to blend in because you want to shine and show you know you know what you're doing but at the same time you Mm -hmm. don't want to stand out for the wrong reasons and you don't want to stand out because everyone's like oh gosh what is she wearing exactly you don't want to look like miss frizzle no okay no matter how much you love her (laughs) or lularoe people yeah i'm talking to you this is not for lularoe advice yeah we we kind of, we don't mean to hate on LuLaRoe. It's okay if you wear it to bed, but yeah, or like you know if you're like around the house, it's yeah, not but... doesn't belong in offices. Well, it's fine if it's like neutral, you know. But this is not talking about hamburger. We're not yeah, like if you anyway. Or I cats. Might delete this, but yeah, we're not <laughs> talking about hamburgers or cat prints. Okay, we're talking about like classic prints. Yeah. Um. Oh, and also like people just make pattern mixing way more complicated than it actually is. So my rules are pretty simple. It may have sounded confusing, but there were really only four categories and then just mixing those categories together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and another yeah. like simple rule, I guess, that I have is you want your patterns to be visually interesting without being busy. And so you can do that. We've kind of touched on all of these. Um, So kind of just putting it together. You want to vary the size, vary the patterns, and then either do monochromatic or vary the color. So that way you're not like having way too much pink in all of them, but then there's a lot of other colors going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, I just stick with monochromatic because I like monochrome. And for any of my color theory people out there, artists who are familiar with the color wheel or maybe teachers, um, using complementary colors is really good too. So just go across from the color wheel and we already put them together like sports teams and Christmas like red and green uh, sports teams like Florida is blue and orange. I mean so you know it's already out there so they're paired together for a reason. Those aren't random. They're like there's a theory behind it. So look up color theory. It's whatever is directly across from it on the color wheel is its complementary color. Yeah, and they always look good together. Yeah, they they do. So even if it's like, you know, sports teams are very bright, obviously, but if you use like some more muted tones of those. And one of my favorite color combos, which is not to have anything to do with color theory, but I really like turquoise and red together. Oh, I like that. You know, I thought about doing for a long time ago before Drew and I were engaged, I thought about doing that for my wedding. Oh, really? Yes. I just like, and I mean, well, think of America, you know, blue and red, but like a turquoise and red, that's Mm -hmm. a really good color combo. Um, But anyway, so Jackie, since we're talking about pattern mixing, what are your favorite patterns to mix together? And you're wearing one of them. I am. So I have a favorite pattern mixing for my clothes and then a favorite one for my house. And they both have one thing in common, and that's the buffalo check, as I've mentioned multiple times already. Um, so for clothing, I really like buffalo and herringbone. Um, so today, for example, to the office, I wore a buffalo, a red and black buffalo check uh, button-down flannel shirt and a smaller, because that's a, a bigger print, and then a smaller black and white herringbone vest. Partially because I'm a basic white girl, partially, partially because I really like those together. 
Your um, Han Solo attire. I told writing? my boss that. I was like, yeah, my best friend's husband calls this Han Solo wear. It's a, it's you know the vest and then the riding boots. It, there was this yeah. meme and it said like it's Han Solo season and there's all these girls in like the khaki vests with riding boots and mm-hmm. it literally looks like Han Solo with the like leggings. Like which we'll post the meme. If yeah, and if you don't have a Halloween costume, that's an easy one. <laughs> um, but then for my house, my favorite combination is a buffalo check and some sort of floral. Yeah, that's good. I like those. Those are very you. Thank so. You. <laughs> My favorite prints to pair is, I really like, and it's probably the same color red plaid that you're wearing today, but it's like that classic red plaid and then a very small cheetah print. Oh, I like it. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. Like if you uh, go into Pinterest and look up cheetah and red plaid, it's like a lot of like inspiration, outfit inspiration. Hey, maybe can I incorporate cheetah into my holiday decor this year? That would be it. I've seen some really cute ones. Stay tuned. I don't know if Jordan will let me, but we'll work on it. I'll tell him that it's like Hemingway wants it because she's like a wildcat. Obviously. So that's like one of my favorites. And that's very fallish. Like I don't wear red plaid year round. So yeah, I don't probably just came to my mind because of fall. But then my second one is navy and white stripes paired with a floral print, which is so so similar. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's... It's funny because to me, the buffalo check is more farmhousey, more, uh-huh. you know, down to earth than the stripe. Yeah. Um, so I uh-huh. think that's, that's funny because yours is m- uh-huh. more the classic and the chic and mine's, you know, the more rustic Puffy. version. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. I didn't even think about that until, like, I said it. I was like, oh, I my know. gosh, it's the same thing. <laughs> so basically, don't go crazy. It's simple once you kind of get those basic rules. Yeah. And then you get an eye for it, like Jackie has. I mean, we've talked about inspiration boards before. You can do an inspiration board for your patterns before you go out and buy everything. You know, you can go to Hobby Lobby, go to Fabric Store and get samples and put them on a board and move them around and play with them until you get combinations you like. And if you do find a pattern that you love and you're stuck on it, like, let's say it's like the pheasant print that my mom has in the living room, or it's that dog print that Jackie has on the quilt, you can look it up on Pinterest and see what other people paired with it. It's okay to copy. I mean, as long, you know, just like you can take pattern mixing ideas. That's not copyrighted. I guarantee you. Unless it's like I want to talk cop- to that person's lawyer because that's impressive. <laughs> well, unless it's like a copyrighted pattern, so you right. you can copyright a pattern. But if you can find the pattern for sale, then you can do it. Exactly. And then also one thing that I didn't mention because that's like my favorite print. It's like a leaf print, like a palm print. Mm-hmm. That is a floral. Oh yeah. FYI, but some people might be thinking like, oh, what is that? You know, but that's a floral. Floral can also be like botanical, anything flowy, Mm -hmm. organic. I don't know what other terms. But yeah, that's it. I want to keep it as simple as possible. So I feel like I said too much. I know. It's so easy. It's so easy to talk about pattern mixing forever because there's just so many patterns out there. I mean, there's only those four categories, but there's so many variations. That, right. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so many possibilities. It's endless. So if you yeah. have just any fun. questions, too, or if you want to show off your latest pattern mixing success, post it in our Millennial Homemakers Facebook group. We get a lot of interaction. We have a ton of people post pictures of their houses and ask mm-hmm. like us to help them define their personal style and y'all have great taste and I was so impressed and it was so fun we even have our one friend that's in Copenhagen she 
posted some stuff and it's just really cool to see like her literally her house looks like a like model like Scandinavian display or something because it's so chic and like Scandinavian I can't even so it's fun to see it like over cultures too and to see Mm -hmm. how much everyone's decor is like fairly family heirlooms and stuff that yeah like presents that it gave to them and I just love hearing everyone's stories behind who you are so join our group post some pattern combos and we'll even help you if you can't like if you're stuck on one then Mm -hmm. we can help so yeah because we've we've spent a lot of time on pattern mixing in our own personal lives we've spent a lot of time pinteresting so you know maybe you don't know what to search for on pinterest and we can help you, you know, figure that out and figure out what patterns are going to look amazing with your favorite. Yeah, like put our Pinterest skills to good use because we have to tell our husband that we're like working on the podcast or something when we're on Pinterest. That would be a good excuse. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm looking looking at like the job where having to be Pinterest, like Pinterest was like a required skill. It was exciting. um, I'm sitting in my office and I like looked across the room and I'm looking at my washi tapes and the ones that I use together, I didn't even think about it, are like, I have them in order of like pattern mixing. I'll take a picture later. Oh, that's like so funny. funny. (laughs) See, it becomes subconscious eventually. Yeah. And it's one of those things, the more you do it and the less afraid you become of it, like you start doing things subconsciously like that. Oh, and it's really good, too, for gift wrapping. So use, like, think about, and for, like, seasonal decor and stuff, if you're trying to find out, like, what, you know, would look good in your house, um, you can kind of use those tools, too. We should do a whole, well, I'm sure we'll have other episodes on pattern mixing because it's so fun. Like, maybe. And because it is completely different once you add Christmas and, you know, different holidays and things. My wheels are spinning. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) okay well I think that's it for the episode I think so too do you want to go into chit chat oh yes I'm glad we started doing this it's fun yeah me too so what's up (laughs) (laughs) um so Drew and I just got back from a weekend in the mountains with some of his old college friends it was a lot of fun we had actual fall weather one day (laughs) we were there for five days and the first day we were there or like the I guess three full days. And the first day we were there, it was like 80 degrees. We went whitewater rafting, not fall I didn't at all. I know next... whitewater rafting. That's fun. We, I didn't know we were going to. We just brought our bathing suits okay. by accident. So, okay. And then the next day, it was like rainy and gross all day. So we like stayed inside. And then the last day, it was like 35 degrees, like freezing, cold yeah. enough. We had a bonfire, got in the hot tub, and just like it was actual fall. And not this weird summer hybrid we've been having. Right now on Signal, it is 56 degrees. Mm. And it's been pretty, it's going to get up close to 80, but then it's like gone down to the 60s. So I think that that's like it for summer for us. Like I'm pretty oh, sure we'll nice. fall here on out. We might be getting close. Well, I'm it's... looking right now. It's going to get up to the 80s and then back down towards the 60s. Okay. So ours is, yeah, ours is like, doesn't reach, I don't have 80 anywhere on my forecast. So that's super exciting. I've had the heat on. Last night we went and got a hot coffee. I usually just drink iced coffee if I buy it from somewhere. So that was really exciting. But then I spilled it all over myself. I'm sure anyone who follows me on Instagram saw that. And the first pumpkin spice of the season too. I know, but I really, like, honestly, after I like spilled it everywhere, I was like, you know what? I probably shouldn't have been drinking coffee. I didn't think about it. I was like, that 
that's pretty caffeinated. Like probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, doing and that we're way. old now. I know. I can't. I can't anymore. So after like three, I'm just like I'm gonna be up all night. Yeah, like not gonna happen. So that kind of turned out to be a good thing. And then we just had random stuff going on this week. It's just been a very busy week. It's startup week in Chattanooga. So I've been trying to go to as many things as I can. And I've just been so busy trying to get everything in gear with my business for Christmas. Um, I have so many new products coming and I have some game day coming. I know it's late in the season, but I just kind of wanted to do it rather than waiting until next fall that way some people it's good kind of like test out some stuff even if it's just yeah. in time for bowl games bowl games are when you have to like go all out anyway right right and i feel like you know people can it's in the south like football's a religion people are gonna sport their colors year-round anyway so yeah might as well like have it now and then just keep building upon it for next fall so exactly. i'm excited about that but then i have like tons of stuff for christmas for inventory i am so excited and i'm gearing up to go to market next year and i'm like overwhelmed in the best way oh, it's so exciting <laughs> though yeah i mean that's gonna be so good for fraser lynn yeah just I'm, exactly what you need i'm excited but it's like taking up all everything i've just been running a mess and i don't yeah. i don't know like how many days i've used dry shampoo in my hair in a row so TMI, that's okay but. if no one else notices that's what you know, it looks great for. so i don't know <laughs> it looks fine i keep i've been out of dry shampoo forever and i never like realize it until i need it and then yeah. i'm like oh, now i have to wash my hair yeah for me like and i haven't I've been lazy like well I've been working so I haven't like taken the dogs really on a long walk or Mm -hmm. gone to the gym or anything so it's not like I've been gross and because it's like probably because it has been cooler I didn't even think about that that I haven't like sweated at all (laughs) oh that's true bad for my health your hair is like my hair dirty yeah Yeah, it's really not and it smells fine but I like should take a shower tomorrow I've been showering (laughs) but you know I should like wash wash your hair (laughs) okay now I sound like really bad hygiene I am not this is like rare for me I'm usually like Um, wash it okay so so now that I don't work from home like I wash my hair so much more regularly which sounds gross but if you've ever worked from home or if you've ever like been on a long break from school um it's just it's so easy to get going in other things and not have time yeah well you're just so busy and I feel like you know since you go to an office there's like germs and stuff so you probably feel dirtier whereas like me like I've just spent all day like in my home studio versus yeah (laughs) you know well I've never realized like when I worked from home and maybe on conference calls with the people that worked in the office and they'll be like oh something's going around we're all getting sick and I'm just like oh that kind of sucks for you guys like I'm fine in my little bubble and now I'm like I have vitamin C pills (laughs) in my desk drawer I've got cold medicine I've got everything so like someone like coughs and I'm like okay what do I need what do I need I'm not getting sick this time sanitizer yeah I didn't even think about that um Jordan gets sick all the time so like I feel like I probably get sick from him from his office but yeah um oh no I just what was that I'm like so clumsy hold on let me get paper towels I just spilled like pomegranate juice it was like oh or it's b-a-i keep talking i have paper towels in here for painting it's like right behind me so okay Uh, that's all i heard like it sounded like you turned the faucet on it was a lot okay yeah it's like a lot where's 
That's crazy. Okay, I'm like making a ruckus, but <laughs> I, speaking it's of okay. which, that is a product that y'all should try. Have you tried? It's B A I. Have you tried that before? I've seen it. I don't know if I've tried it or not. It's really good. Sorry, I'm like trying to clean this up because it's like pink. That's um, okay. While you were doing that, like I got on Pinterest because it's like I don't even mean to get on Pinterest sometimes, and this picture came up that is like the epitome of pattern mixing it's a bed with like a small buffalo check throw blanket at the bottom and then two different types of floral pillows it's just like it works so well together that's awesome i'm still here i'm just like that's okay idiot i'm like so clumsy recently maybe something's wrong it happens with me. maybe i've been like making too much jewelry or something like hers <laughs> i don't know anyway that was stupid. That's the second night in a row. But I like, but I like dumped it over because I thought the lid was on and it wasn't. It happens. Whatever. I've done that so many times. And it, these things are expensive. That's the only thing I don't like about the Bay or Buy, whatever, is that they're like two dollars a bottle. Oh, and I like. Is it worth it? Okay, though? yes, because it's literally five okay. calories for yeah and there's two servings and it's so good it tastes like you're drinking just straight fruit juice almost but it's 10 calories so it's great for mixing alcoholic drinks yeah um or i like well if i want to like beef up my Lacroix, i'll add like a splash of this and then i was just drinking this one by itself because i didn't really have any flavors that good well i guess i could have put it with lime maybe but i didn't know it's pomegranate but Uh, i don't know that could go either way and it's good and it uses stevia so it's not um like sugar yeah well my it says one one gram of sugar so i think that's just from the fruit because it says yeah which is good it says no artificial sugar sugars i'm looking at the thing and it says erythritol and stevia leaf extract and erythritol or whatever that is a that's it sounds like a chemical but it's actually like natural it's from some root or something i've done research on it oh okay i'll have to i'll have to try it because i go grocery shopping on friday so i'll have to get some on friday it's so good but it is expensive anyway but if you get two servings that makes it a little better yeah but i mean 10 calories for two servings of something that tastes super indulgent which means you're going to drink the entire it. thing in one sitting. I mean, worth yeah. it to me, you know. Anyway, so that's all I have. It's been pretty boring, just like super busy. But yeah, that's what I'm going into that, that super busy, boring yeah. coming up. And then my father-in-law, he had surgery. People have asked yeah. me. He's doing really well. Um, but I, you know, Jordan and I are like primary caretakers in a way, so. Oh, uh, that's exhausting. Yeah, it's just been busy, busy, busy. But good. Yeah. Good, busy, but still busy. Yeah. Anyway, okay, well, thanks for listening, guys. And guys, well, who am I? Thanks for <laughs> listening, y'all. Make sure, if you have not already, join the Millennial Homemakers on Facebook. You will not regret it. Follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Homemakers, Jacqueline at Jacqueline Humble, me at JVAlexander16. And I was talking about my jewelry. I'm going to do a little plug for that too. If you want to know more about my jewelry, you can go to FraserLynn.com or just follow me on Instagram. I post about it a lot, but my jewelry uh, Instagram name is at Jewelry. So if you want to follow and we always have the link to Fraser Lynn in our show notes um, and as well as Jackie's blog Jackie's been blogging a lot more now so yes because I remembered I had a blog now that I blog for a living at work for a different <laughs> blog yes <laughs> it makes it sound different. like you're like oh I blog for a living but I like just started you know anyway but her purpose
Yeah, two different blogs. Yeah. Two different blogs. Anyway, one pays the Okay. Bills. Well, thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Yeah, talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.